Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, I bring you an on-fire message to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's such an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe that it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends. Post this on social media and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, please subscribe to our Evangelism on Fire over on Apple Podcast right now and leave us a review at the end of this episode of the part that you were inspired by the most. And spread the message of Evangelism on Fire forward. I'm Jerry Howard with E4 Leadership and Business Coaching. Have you ever wondered why you can't get close to your employees or they'll start slacking off? Have you ever wondered why people just won't do their job? Well, at E4 Leadership and Business Coaching, we are change agents. We drive culture shifts by implementing a language of leadership that bridges the gap between carpet people, also known as leadership, and where the rubber meets the road. If you got interest in speaking with us, check out our website at Ephesians4U.com. That's Ephesians, like in the Bible, the number four, the letter U.com. I look forward to speaking with you. I hope you join me today with an expectation to be encouraged, because that's exactly what is fixing to happen. I feel confident that you'll be strengthened after listening to this interview today with Brother Mark Thomas with the Evangelism on Fire podcast. If you have not listened to interview one and interview two, I want to encourage you to go back and do that, especially interview one, to get some background of how we have arrived at interview three. But just if this is it for you, I just want to tell you, my brother Mark has encouraged me. I'm part of his Facebook group, Evangelism on Fire Facebook group, and I followed him on this journey to a conference in Florida. And along the way, he was intentional, sharing the gospel. And I just watched God work through him. And that encouraged me, strengthened me so much. And I thought that it would encourage others, too. And so that's why we are going through this series of interviews. And so I want to welcome everybody to the Red Word Exchange, where we exist to strengthen and encourage Christians to share their faith in Jesus every day. Uh, My name is Philip, Christian, pastor and the host of the Red Word Exchange. And I want to welcome. One more time, Brother Mark Thomas to the podcast. Brother Mark, welcome. Philip, thank you so much for having me on for another interview. I got to tell you this. I love Red Word Exchange. I love the name of your podcast. I appreciate it. I love it. I love your logo. And I, I just, I'm a regular listener of your podcast and I love what you're doing. And you're very inspirational and you motivate me to make sure I stay fired up to share the gospel, and you motivate me big time to follow up with people that I have the amazing honor to lead to Jesus as their Savior. So you're doing great work out there. I appreciate you, brother. 
Man, I appreciate it. So we've been to, let's, let's just really recap quickly. Let's recap quickly. So we've been to South Carolina and then yes. we headed south. Come on. And, and we're, we're, in, we're, we're down there with the Bulldogs, if we've got anybody who's a college football fan. So we're down there with Ugga in Georgia. <laughs> and we, so we had that, a cold brew and a water led us to a great encounter there. And so I think we're going to continue to travel. We're getting back in the car. We're getting yeah. back in the car with Mark. We're headed south. So I think we're headed down to the, the land of the Gators or maybe your Seminole. I'm not real sure. But t- we're back in the car, Mark. Take us to Florida. So I leave Hardyville, Georgia. I cross the Florida state line. I'm excited because I'm, you know, I'm getting to where I need to go. And I check into our hotel in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm there where our conference is at. I'm checked in. I'm loving the fact that I, I, I made my destination. Just kind of a long drive, you know, great How adventure. Long, that? It's like eight and a half hours if, if I were to drive through straight. But with all the stops that I made, I, I believe it was like around 11 and a half hour Ooh. drive. Because keep in mind, I was on that four state gospel <laughs> outreach tour, brother. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. My evangelism outreach tour. So, yeah, it's probably about 11, 11 and a half hours. But what an adventure. So I'm at the hotel. I'm checked in. And the very next day, the next morning, I get up early. You know, I get up uh, around 4.30 in the morning. Every day I, I work out. So I go to the gym. And this gym is on the 19th floor of the hotel. Great gym. I have an intense workout. And after the workout, I always stretch out. So I'm stretching out. Now, keep in mind, Philip, this was an intense workout that I had just finished. Mm-hmm. And as I'm stretching out. I felt a prompting from the Lord to go for a run. After the intense workout. So that's got to be from God. <laughs> that's got to that's be from, from God, no doubt. I'm thinking in my mind, literally, like, hey, I just finished an intense workout, and now I have this prompting to go for a run. It did make sense to me. So I started praying. I said, God, what, what, what are you trying to tell me? Well, I looked out the window before I went on the run. And I see this news channel set up by the water and I felt prompted again to go and run in that direction. So that's what I do. I go out and I go for a run. And this thought occurred to me that this could be the person that I'm supposed to witness to in Florida. Keep in mind, I had never even shared the gospel message with anyone in Florida I was going to share the gospel message with someone before I left Florida. And could it be this news guy who was standing out by the camera? So you have all these thoughts you have to battle through when you're getting ready to witness to someone. So I'm thinking, yeah, maybe this isn't the guy. So I run past him and I pray. I said, God, if this is someone you want me to witness to, Holy Spirit, lead me to him as I run past him the second time. So I run past him. And then I got that prompting, stop and speak with him. So I stopped, listen to this. I said, hey, my name is Mark. What are you guys doing out here? What are you getting ready to film? And this is what he said to me. Your name's Mark? I said, yeah, Mark Thomas. He said, that's weird. And I said, what's weird about Mark? That's a, that's a cool name. What are you talking about? And he said, no, no, no. My name's Mark too. That's strange. And I'm like, is it strange, Mark? (laughs) And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he says, what are you talking about? And I said, you know what? 
I said, sometimes things in life happen and there's a deeper purpose behind them. So the fact that our names are both Mark, and then I asked, is your name Mark with a K? He said, yeah, with a K. I said, well, hey, we, we, we both spell our names the correct way. And then I said, Mark, you work for the, the news channel. I said, but have you ever heard the good news? And that's sweet. I like, man, I like that. Yeah. He looked at me. He had this weird look on his face because uh, he had no idea what I was talking about. He said, what are you, what are you talking about? What I said, thinking? you work. What's he thinking that, hey, we don't publish good news anymore. So you couldn't <laughs> be talking about anything. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was a side note there. Side yeah, note. yeah. No, no, you're exactly right. You, you don't know what he's thinking. But he said, you know what? I work for the local news and I've never heard of the good news. Is it like a channel or what is it? And I said, no. I said, Mark, have you ever heard of the good news? The Yuan Gillian. And he said, what are you talking about? <laughs> Philip, he had no idea. Never heard it. Never heard it. And, you know, I asked him, I said, I would love to share with you the good news. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, and I said, what do you think happens to us after we take our last breath on earth? And the big question. Yeah, the, the big question. Yeah, that's what I call the big question. And he told me he didn't know. He told me that he just thought that he died and that he went into the ground and that was it. And I said, you have never laid in bed at night or some other time thinking about what happens to you after you die from this earth. He says, well, occasionally. So sometimes like when you're sharing the gospel message with people, mm -hmm. you've got to dig Dig out information from them. So you just ask probing questions. That's a good word. That's Do you have any, I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have any probing questions that, that the audience here could, could take that maybe just an example, another example? Yeah, absolutely. Think about the woman at the well. All right. It's found in John 4. And I think it's really interesting what Jesus does relating to the woman at the well. And there's so much that we can learn from his example. Jesus, he was tired. He got up early and he walked. Now it's noontime and he's hungry. He sends his disciples into the town to get food, but he sits down at the well and he's thirsty. Here comes this Samaritan woman. And the first thing Jesus says to her, and we could follow his example with the question that you're asking me. So he starts a conversation with her. So that's the first thing. We want to start a conversation with people. So that's the first step of leading others to Jesus. So in this case, I asked Mark, hey, you work for a news channel, but have you heard the good news? So I'll start the conversation with him. As believers, we often want to lead other people to Jesus, but we don't know how. But I think that the first step is just to open a conversation and start talking to people. Because if we don't talk to people, we will never be able to lead people to Jesus. And then go back to the woman at the well. And Jesus then asked the woman for a drink of water. And then he turns the conversation towards the things of God. So the first step is just to start a conversation. So I knew with Mark, and we want to look at the individual and we want to see what they're about. I knew he was part of the news team. I asked him, I said, what kind of project are you working on? And then he told me that. So there's got to be some connection. People needed to be known and they need to be needed. 
All right. So once we find out, I just ask probing questions about their life. Yeah. You know, make it about them. That's a good word. Yeah. Make it about them because they know that you care about them before you can tell them about Jesus or share about Jesus. You've got to learn about their life and they develop a trust and they see that you have a sincere passion for them. So then you can just connect with them in, in, in any way. There's times that, you know, for him, he worked for a news channel. And then other times it could be someone has a tattoo. It could be someone that has a shirt. It could be anything to start that conversation. But once Mark and I, we started talking, he said he had no idea about heaven. He really didn't think about heaven. And the question I asked him was, hey, did you ever think that the reason that I'm here asking you this question is to prompt your thinking because it's so important for you to think about? And now's the time that today can be the day that you need to think about this, that you need to have a conversation. So. He said, I never thought about it like that. And I said, think about this. This could be the biggest moment of your life. People need to know how they got to earth, Mm -hmm. why they're here, Mm -hmm. and what happens when they leave here. And the fact that you don't think about it is the very reason I'm here. And I said, Mark, I'm not from Florida. Mark, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. What are the odds of me standing in front of you asking you the most important question of your life, the things that you never think about, and we have the same name? Right. We got a lot going on. Yeah. What are the odds of that? And he says, well, now you got my attention. So I shared the gospel message with him, and he said he believed in all those things. And I asked him, would he like the opportunity to accept Jesus as his Savior, to accept the free gift of salvation that only Jesus offers. And he said, yeah. And I asked him, I said, would you allow me the honor and the privilege to pray for you right here, right now? Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, I'll do it. He wasn't as excited as some people would be. He was a little hesitant, but he saw the value and the importance of saying that prayer. And I, in this situation, I said, Mark, I want you to read something before you make this decision And I took my phone out. I took the Romans. I turned to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. I wanted him to read that. I said, this is the decision that you're getting ready to make right now, Mark. It's the most important, the biggest decision in your life. You're accepting Jesus into your heart and into your life. And then I thought in this case, it was really important for for me to explain to him, Mark, before you make this decision, you need to repent of your old life. You need to turn away from your old life and follow God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your body. This is how important this decision is. And I said, are you willing to make that commitment before you say the prayer? And he said, yeah. And then I let him in the That is so important. What you spoke to there, I think sometimes we can mess up. Easy believism. All you got to do is just, just say the words, but you're not doing that. I mean, you are you are you're given the gravity of the decision, the expectation. I think that's so important, so important. So I, I commend you on that. It's so important. And you know what? It's something, Philip, to be totally candid. It's something that I did not used to place an emphasis on. But, you know, the last several years before I lead anyone in that decision, I make that known. 
I'll talk about, hey, before you make this decision, this is not a game. Repent means to turn away. You need to turn away from those things in your life, look, that you know shouldn't be there anyway, that's causing you pain and misery, and turn to the goodness of God. And if you're not ready to make that decision and repent to turn away, don't even make the decision. Don't even say the prayer because it doesn't even count. Mm-hmm. You Heart's really are not ready. But if you're not willing to give it all right now, you're not ready to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so a- you read the, so you read Romans, you're, you're telling him, you know, you're giving him the gravity of the decision and then, and then take us from there. Yeah. So, you know, I start a conversation with him. That's the first step. Second step is I turn that conversation to a God conversation. All right. To the gospel uh, presentation. And then I let the Holy Spirit take over through our conversation. Holy Spirit is working in his heart. He makes a decision to follow Christ and listen to this. This is one of the coolest experiences I've ever experienced. Then he looks at his watch and he says, man, I've got to go because I'm going live in eight minutes. Did you hear what yeah. I'm saying? Nice. He says, I'm going, he said, yeah, he said, I'm going live in eight minutes. And immediately I looked up to the heavens. I thank God because we know the number eight is significant in our circles. It represents a new beginning. And I just had this joy and I went back on my run and I was just praising God, just standing in awe of how he orchestrated that whole event. It was just amazing. That is incredible. Now, one question. Did you get any resistance? I mean, you know, like was was there anybody else there that that created any resistance or took the attention away? Or was it a pretty seamless encounter that, you know, he he remained focused the whole time? Or tell tell us about that. Because, you know, again, all of these, if, if people haven't picked up on it yet, you're not in hiding. You're not secluded. I mean, you are around other people when you're sharing the gospel. So was there anything else going on? Well, the only thing that was going on, he, he was in pretty much, he was getting ready to go live to do his show. So right. he was kind of rushed. All right. Mm-hmm. Even with that, he made time to speak with me. Mm-hmm. So there was no resistance from him, although there was pressure for him not to go too long of a period of time in the conversation. Yeah. There was a person in the passenger seat of his news van. I'm thinking that was the news person who, uh, you know, she's going to do the live shoot. What I did realize is she wasn't interested in the conversation mm. enough to come out. Yeah. But I love what my friend just said on a podcast interview. His name is Fred, Pastor Fred Weymouth. He told me, and this blew me away, and I love this, and I never thought about it. He said, not only is it a privilege to share the gospel, it's a privilege to be near anyone who shares the gospel with someone. Yeah. So in this case, we had just people who were running, who were running by us. So there's absolutely no resistance, probably no other person paying attention to what we were talking about, except the news anchor in the car, you know, in the van. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But I would say this, you never know who's around listening as you share the gospel message with someone. There's always someone nearby listening to what God is doing 
as you share the gospel message. We will never know how it impacts people that we think it doesn't impact. That's awesome. Well, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think people, when I think about that situation, I mean, I just admire because let's be honest. I mean, there's some nervousness when you think about that, especially, you know, somebody's in the middle of work and I just, I, I'm just thankful that you minded the, the spirit. I mean, but let's not forget something here. If we let's go back to the 19th floor. Let's go back to looking out that window. I remember you saying, I prayed. Yeah. And that's so big. That is so big. So you, you prayed and God just, he put the rest of it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Prayer is key. Absolutely. Nothing will happen unless it's birthed out of prayer. Mm. When Acts 1.8, you know the scripture, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Look, I was super nervous when I knew the Holy Spirit was prompting me, leading me to go talk to this news person. I have never shared the gospel in Florida. I have never shared the gospel to someone who was from a news channel set up to go live. And I was very nervous. I was very intimidated. And that's why I ran by him the first time. And I just prayed. I said, God, if it's really your will, for me to witness to this man, Holy Spirit, make it evident and I'll be obedient. Just give me the direction and let me know what you want me to do. When I wrote, when I ran by him, you know, I knew beyond a doubt, Philip, that I was to witness to this guy. And I, in that moment, I, I had a choice to make. Am I going to be obedient to what I know God wants me to do or am I not? And I think in situations like that, you know, we have like, there's two different types of sin. You have your commission sin, and those are the sins that we commit against God. Yeah, preach. You, you preach this now. Come on, everybody listen. If All you're right. not listening, tune in to what he's fixing to say. <laughs> this is so important. All right. Commission sins are the sins that we commit against God. Omission sins are the sins that we commit against God, the things that we should do for God that we exclude from doing for God. That's right. We omit them. We do not do them. And we're so focused so many times, especially with, with sermons and different things. We talk about all the things that we did. And yeah, absolutely. We don't overlook those. We need to be not doing those. But how many things are we not doing that we're supposed to be doing? Come on. That is sin. That's disobedience. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm on a soapbox a little bit, but you started it. You started <laughs> this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the soapbox for a minute. It's so important that we do what God has called us to do and not stay focused on not doing the things he said not to. Yes, that's equally important. We should not be doing those things, whatever they may be, stealing, gluttony, you name it, adultery, all those things. But also, man, he called us to go, go every day. You just said X1, X1, eight. I'm done. I'm done, Mark. I'm sorry. I went, I went crazy there. But it's important. I'm going to tell you what. I like the crazy that you just laid out because it's true. <laughs> it's true. And you know what? I'm convinced, Philip. Listen to me, my brother. I mean, tell me what you think about this. I think, and we talked in our previous episode about the devil 
hates when we get ready to witness to someone, when we get ready to share about Jesus. Yes. Hates it. And we come under attack. You know, we talked about we don't we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against those spiritual powers, you know, that we can't see. Right. I am convinced, man, that the devil will trick us into only focusing on the commission sins. And we don't even acknowledge the omission sins. And that's where he has us. And that's, that's where right. we're powerless in our walk with Jesus. And man, I know that Jesus gives us the commandment to go and, and make disciples. It's not a suggestion, my brother. No. It's, a, it's a command. Yes. It's a mandate. And you know why? I think, and people look at that in, in a negative way. I think it's the ultimate encouragement that Jesus gives us to push us out of our comfort zone to go and share about him so we won't be focused on our commission sins, but we will be more focused on our omission sins. And when we look, it would have broke my heart if I knew that the Holy Spirit was leading me to go witness to this guy named Mark and I walked by him or I ran by him and did it. My heart would have been broken in two. And that's the power of focusing on the omission sins. The Bible says if we don't do something that we know we should do, it's a sin. Amen. Amen. It's a sin. Well, let's say one other thing before we move on and wrap this up. You and I'm going to don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I may butcher this a little bit. But one thing that I hear you saying and you say it eloquently, I will not, is you talk about the best life. Sharing the gospel as part of your Christian walk allows you to be part, allows you, know, you to experience the best life. That's so true. I don't know. Because many people, here's the thing, many people, for various reasons, have not experienced that goodness of God that comes from sharing him. Do you realize he allowed us to do that? Do you realize that Jesus Christ has allowed us to share this? Yes, it's a commandment, but he could just go and do all the work. God can do anything he wants to do. But he said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to have purpose. I'm going to allow you to experience the greatest joy possible through being obedient to this command. And, and Mark, I think you, you'll testify right now, the joy. Do you get joy from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with others? There is no greater joy a human being can experience when you, number one, just share the gospel, much less be the one that God uses to bring that person to Jesus as their savior. It just... You've got to experience, and the stat, it's it, it's such a sad stat. It's a travesty. You're going to drop a bomb right here. I'm going to drop a bomb. 95% of Christians will go their entire life without leading one person to Jesus Christ. And you know what? You know why that breaks my heart? You know why that's a travesty? They will never experience the joy that we were created to experience. And they're going to miss out on that. There is no greater joy than when you lead someone to Jesus. There's no greater joy. You should have, I'm going to date myself a little bit right here. What are the acronym of FOMO? Fear of missing out. You should have the fear of missing out when it comes to sharing the gospel. Because if you're not doing it, you're missing out. Come on. Bottom line. Bottom line. And look. This brother right here, I got FOMO of missing out on sharing the gospel. I've got big FOMO, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Mark, man, I, I, you've blessed me again. I, I know, I know I, in my heart right now, I know that you've blessed others by them hearing this. So do you have anything else, anything else from Florida? Nothing else from Florida. I would just thank God that I had not only the opportunity to share the gospel with Mark, but other people. And it was just a great, a great time. And I would just say this to all the listeners out there. Listen, 95% of Christians will go their entire life and never lead someone to Jesus. You know what? Philip started his podcast. I started my podcast. We want to empower and train you not to be one of those 95% of Christ followers who will miss out on the ultimate joy of sharing the gospel with someone and leading someone to Jesus. I want to challenge you. Before I challenge you, listen, if I can do it, if Philip can do it, anyone can lead someone to Jesus by sharing the gospel message. That's right. You've had it in your heart and you've wanted to share the gospel message with God's power and help and your commitment into doing that. You're going to lead at least one or more people to Jesus. I believe in you. Philip, do you believe in them? I absolutely believe. I believe in them and I because I know that God wants to do it, and I know this is how He's chosen to do it. It's through those who believe in Him, sharing His powerful gospel. The gospel has the power. Don't forget that. The gospel has the power. Yeah. The gospel has power unto salvation. And for those that are listening, look, do not think that you will not ever be able to share the gospel. You have everything that it takes to share the gospel. I believe in you. Continue to listen to uh, Philip's podcast. Continue to listen to my podcast. And look, here's the most important part. Go deep in your relationship with God. Stay in his word. Develop an intimacy with him. And when you do that, you'll go wide. And when you have Jesus in you, you can't help but share Jesus. So go deep with Jesus. Become intimate with God. And you'll develop the love and power and you will not be able not to share about Jesus. Awesome, man. Hey, one request. Let's have let's have one more interview with that fourth story. One more interview? Yeah, it's just, it's, it, that, was a, that was a question I think I asked. What do you think? One more. One more interview. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Here's the question I have for you. How can I deny having one more interview with you, my brother? Well, I guess you could say no, but I really was hoping you weren't. So let's, let's see no. one more. All right. So make sure, guys, you've heard it there. Set the alert so that you can you can be uh, not, you can know uh, when this next interview drops. So before we go, though, before we go, I got two more requests. So you've agreed. So I've got you already going into answering my request. So I'm going to get you to see if you can answer two more. First one, tell a new listener today how they can find Mark Thomas, and then I just want to ask you when you finish that, if you could just pray us out. Absolutely. All right. You can find me, Evangelism on Fire podcast, all podcast platforms. Look for me. Become a regular listener. You'll be empowered and coached to live the most exciting Christian life possible by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. All Mm -hmm. podcast platforms. Go to my evangelismonfire.com website, see what's going on with our website and look, look for Evangelism on Fire Facebook group. I want you 
to be part of our family. Look for me there. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you through those three platforms. And join me in prayer right now. Father, I come to you and I thank you for Philip. I thank you for Red Word Exchange Podcast. I thank you, Father, for our listeners that are listening right now. God, that shows that they have a hunger and a desire to follow you and to share you with others. Father, I pray for every listener right now that Holy Spirit, you activate within them, that you give them a passion, a desire, a fire to share your gospel message with people and their family, their friends, their co-workers, and yes, Father, even strangers that they will meet wherever their feet take them. Father, give them the boldness. And Father, remind us that you have saved us to serve you. And we are your ambassadors. You have chosen us to take your message to the world. And God, our world is a lost and hurting place. And the listener that's listening right now, put in their heart and reveal to them, Father, that no one can reach the people that they can reach except them. That's the power of the calling that you have on their life. So, Father, we thank you. We pray that you will continue to use all the Red Word Exchange listeners. Bless this time. Bless every listener that's listening and fuel them with your Holy Spirit power to reach people with your good news. And I thank you, Father, because I know you're going to do it. And I pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out the show notes for a description of today's show along with other details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate feedback evangelism on fire nation so share a review on apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most and if no one has told you lately god loves you i love you you matter and you have divine purpose now it's time to go out there and share the boom the gospel message with others make sure to join me for our next episode